0: Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're listening to the C Space Studio Podcast. Interviews with technology, media, and marketing leaders from CES 2020. Hi, I'm James Kotecki. You're here with me in the C Space Studio at CES 2020. Here with us, Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer, Proctor and Gamble. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you so much. So, Chief Brand Officer is one of my favorite titles. What does that mean in your case, and how is that different than being a CMO? Uh,
1: The reason why we chose Chief Brand Officer is because P&G is a company of brands, first and foremost. So what we felt was most appropriate is to focus on what we do, which is build brands. We want to be the best brand-building company in the world, not just CPG, but everywhere. So that's why we thought it just made sense
0: to focus on the brand aspect of that, because that's what we do, build brands. So off the top of your head, what are some of the brands that, uh, that P&G own? I mean, how many how many brands are we talking about here, actually? what's Well, the number?
1: We, we operate in, in 10 categories, and yeah. they're household and personal care categories. Uh, they, the uh, brands are brands I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, there's Pampers, um, Tide, Crest, Gillette, Venus, Vicks, yep. Oral-B, uh, Olay, Yep. You
0: name it, I've used Charmin, Bounty—you use sure. them all. I hope I
1: hope they're all in your home.
0: <laughs> they really should. Be. Many of them probably are. They good. Um, is there an overall P&G brand that kind of unites all of them together? Does it mean something to be a P&G brand? I think it means something to be a
1: P&G brand, and that what we do at P&G is we focus on creating products and services of superior value uh, and superior performance that make people's lives better. That's that's really the purpose of the company. It's not really a brand. P&G is a company. Mm-hmm. And, P- and, and P&G is a company of brands. Yes. So what we do with P&G, though, is that it does uh, provide a platform for our brands. So, for example, many of our citizenship activities come for, emanate from P&G's point of view on uh, how we want to improve gender equality, diversity and inclusion, environmental sustainability, ethics and corporate responsibility. And so that provides platforms. The other thing is we provide platforms such as the Olympics, yes. the NFL sponsorship, uh, Global Goal Live, which is Global Citizens' major platform that's going to be focusing on ending extreme poverty, where we're going to be a major part of that. So that's that's how the p <laughs> platform comes in. But first and foremost, people are familiar with our brands, yes. like, like Tide and Charmin and Bounty and all those others.
0: So let's talk about building a brand and the challenges of doing that in the digital era when a single wrong move can kind of blow up into this huge viral moment. How do you approach that?
1: It's just reality. You know, the reality is what technology has enabled us to do is to be connected around the world instantaneously. So what you have to think about as a, as a brand is what's your point of view? What is it that you're trying to offer to people? And what's, what is uh, uh, the insight you have in the consumer's life? And then how can you make that better? And... Uh, you know what we do, for example, is first and foremost we focus on making sure people know how, why our products are better. Mm-hmm. We also do things like promote equality, promote diversity and inclusion, promote sustainability, and we periodically take stands on things. Yes. And when you take a stand, sometimes you might take some heat, and you just need to be ready for that.
0: Well, let's talk about one instance of that. Uh, there was a Gillette ad. I think it was almost exactly a year ago. Yeah. Uh, on kind of toxic masculinity that you did take some heat for. Yep. What did you learn from that? Would you do it again the same way? How do you think about that?
1: You know, it's really interesting. It actually debuted here at Sea Space Storytellers. Mm-hmm. It was the first time it was ever shown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing about it is that it was about being a role model for the next generation of men so the men could be the best they could be. And that's really what the whole thing was about. Uh, it was universally... Um, liked by most people. In fact, people here, people here loved it. What it did happen, though, is that it was essentially hijacked um, through uh, some editorial comments from just a few sources that then really shifted the narrative. Um, and, and that, that shifted the narrative then picked up by the press became part of what it was about. The vast majority of people saw that said, this is a great ad. Now, the good news is is that the, the, the storm passed by then when people started taking a look at that, they started realizing this is a good message. And and in fact, what has happened is that uh, now we have, especially people under the age of 35, have woken up and, and they see Gillette in an entirely new light. Huh. And that business is growing now.
0: So going back, you would do it again in the same way?
1: I would do it again. We might do something a little differently. Okay. The thing about it that's interesting is that if we had done something differently, I'm not sure. It may not have happened the way it happened. Yeah. I think it happened for a reason. So, uh, you know, the good news is, is, and this is what brands have to do. They have to, they have to pivot. You know, so what we yeah. decided to do is we said, okay, what, what are we going to do about this? We said, we're going to double down. This is a good message. People like this ad. They like what this is talking about. And Gillette has a responsibility uh, and an opportunity to talk about what it is to be the best a man can be. They combine that now with some of the new products they're coming out with. I'm sure you saw Gillette Heated Razor, mm-hmm. which also came out at the same time. They've got a new product called SkinGuard that is just killing it right now. So, uh, you know... You put all those things together, and the brand's growing again.
0: Uh, Anything that you're announcing this year at CES? Is there going to be another kind of? uh, Is there another Gillette ad equivalent being debuted here, or themes that you're looking at for 2020?
1: Yeah. Well, from an advertising standpoint, we're we're not debuting anything here here uh, this this time. But what we are, uh, you will see some new stuff that's going to come out for the Super Bowl. Okay. That should be pretty exciting. What we're focusing here is really on debuting our um, how we're really reinventing the superior consumer experience with our products. So you saw some of the examples that I showed in the C-Space Storytellers, like Mm -hmm. Optay and the uh, uh, Oral-B IO toothbrush and those kinds of things.
0: So When we talk about creating experiences in a world where marketing is increasingly digital, but you're selling products that are almost expressly physical, tangible consumer products, how does that connection work for you? Is that something that you have to think through very carefully?
1: There's two things. One, we use data and digital technology to help us reinvent how we do marketing, particularly in media. Mm -hmm. So we have our own um, privacy-compliant, consumer-centric database that allows us to be able to do far more precise um, uh, uh, serving of advertising, so we eliminate excess ad frequency and make it better for consumers. That's one use of of application that we've been able to use. Because in the past, you couldn't do that. You just blasted it out there. Uh, The second piece, though, is that we're embedding cutting-edge technology into our everyday products. And what that is giving us is an entirely new way of operating. So if you think about the I.O. Power Toothbrush, which has, has, first of all, great technology that gives you a a much better toothbrushing experience because of the way way it's built, it also has um, kind of some 3D technology built in and artificial intelligence that allows you to be able to learn how you're brushing and give you instantaneous feedback. So that completely changes that that experience. Opday, which is a micro-scanning... Um, product that scans literally like 200 f- photographs a second over defined tonal imperfections, then also learns, provides data that can then give back to the consumer to be able to make things better, better for them. So we, that's how it's changing. And, and the way we see it is that these everyday products that have technology embedded in them could completely change how we do advertising. We could see technology could, could eventually replace ads in many instances because you're giving an everyday connection with consumers on data. And so you don't Uh, need the blasting away all the time because you basically have a one-to-one experience with a consumer I'm already looking at the interface to see how I'm
0: brushing, so Mm -hmm. I'm already already interacting with that brand every day. You already know, yeah. And is that what you mean? I I saw a quote that you had, we're here to reinvent advertising as we know it. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, we can imagine a
1: world without ads as we know them today. Yes. I mean, the thing about ads, what advertising means is to turn toward. It's a Latin root called Mm -hmm. advert. Mm -hmm. You're just getting people to turn toward your brand. Ads have, over time, been defined as thirty-second TV ads. Mm-hmm. We see that there's still going to be ways that we're going to be getting people to turn towards our products, but we need yeah. to, we can do it now in
0: different ways with how we're operating. We're talking to Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer, Procter and Gamble. If you change advertising in that way, are there going to be some people here at CSpace who are in the media side of the business who get nervous, saying, "Look, I need P and G thirty-second spots to support all the content that I'm creating."
1: There's still going to be 30-second spots. I really believe that. We still have a very huge portion of our business in TV, in broadcast TV. Uh, we still have our um, uh, uh, a lot of, of 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 our advertising in radio now, and in, mm. and and so what's old is new again. Yeah, because radio has reinvented itself. So there's still. Uh, there also is going to be more over the top. What I think will happen is, while there will still be 30-second ads, you saw what I showed at the, at the storytellers. I showed a 30-second infomercial mm-hmm. because people still want to know how products are used. That still works. Mm-hmm. I th- what's going to happen, though, is we're going to see more and more advertising that's going to be organically integrated into programming or really clever ways in which, in which brands mm-hmm. can come together, like what Ty did with Sunday Night Football. They actually integrated... There are six weeks' worth of advertising into the the Sunday Night Football where it looked like it was was NBC doing it, and it was actually NBC and Tide doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, As we close out here, what is something that you're really excited about for 2020?
1: Wow, I'm I'm excited about so many things in 2020 because I think that we're on the cusp of a really big exponential uh, level of disruption that's going to happen in both innovation and creativity and brand building. And what I'm excited about is is continuing to lead what we call constructive disruption. You know disrupt in a way that builds the market, that builds value and creates value, and using technology, and these new ways of, uh, of, uh, of creativity by merging the ad world with multiple worlds and putting technology into our products. That is some really, really interesting innovation that I think is going to really bode well for the market, most important for the consumers we serve.
0: So we had creative destruction, and now here comes constructive Construct- disruption.
1: Constructive disruption, exactly Very good. right.
0: You bet. Mark Pritchard, Chief Brand Officer at of Procter & Gamble. Thank you, sir. Thanks so much Great. for being here. You Thank bet. Thank you. This podcast is in partnership with the iHeart Podcast Network.